0: Tuesday, 4th of July, 2023. For I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city. Acts 18, verse 10. The Lord has come to Paul in a vision at night, and told him to not be afraid, but to speak, and not keep silent. His words now continue with, For I am with you. The words are especially emphatic, for... I am with you. There is an absolute assurance that Jesus is with Paul and will be with him. As noted in the previous verse, this is said in support of what was said there. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. The Lord acknowledges that He is with Paul and that His efforts will not lead to disappointment or harm. The Lord next explains to Paul how He knows He will be safe, saying, And no one will attack you to hurt you. The meaning is correct, but it more literally says, And no one will set upon you to harm you. The Lord already knows in advance that Paul will not be molested while evangelizing and teaching. With this understood, the Lord next says, For I have many people in this city. The Greek literally reads, For people are to me many. This then is not an explanation of how Paul knows he will be safe, as if those people will protect him. Rather, they are words supporting the words of the previous verse, Speak, for I have many people in this city. In other words, these are not only people who have been saved, but people that the Lord knows will be saved. Paul is not to be disheartened over having a minimal effect in his evangelistic efforts, especially toward his Jewish brethren. Instead, he is to be certain that his words will be welcomed by the Gentiles and there will be a great harvest. Concerning these words, Albert Barnes rightly contrasts Paul's efforts in Athens with those in Corinth. He also gives several other well-thought-out points to consider. Quote, we may learn from this, 1. That God has a purpose in regard to the salvation of sinners. 2. That that purpose is so fixed in the mind of God that he can say that those in relation to whom it is formed are his. 3. This is the ground of encouragement to the ministers of the gospel. Had God no purpose to save sinners, they could have no hope in their work. 4. This plan may have reference to the most frivolous, the most guilty, and the most abandoned, and ministers should not be deterred by the amount or the degree of wickedness from attempting to save them. 5. There may be more hope of success among a dissolute and profligate population than among proud, cold, and sceptical philosophers. Paul had little success in philosophic Athens. He had great success in dissolute Corinth. There is often more hope of converting a man openly dissolute and abandoned than one who prides himself on his philosophy and is confident in his own wisdom. Life Application Looking at the first 10 verses of the chapter, the despondency of Paul, leading to the need for the vision of the Lord, can be seen. First, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. Then he stayed with Aquila and Priscilla and worked. Thus he had to support himself, he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. Unlike in Berea, there was only a weekly, not a daily, interest in searching scripture. Then only when Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia was Paul finally compelled to testify that Jesus is the Christ. They opposed him and blasphemed. So Paul sat up next to the synagogue, and Crispus and his household believed that with the opposition to the message, the synagogue would remain unavailable to him. A harvest among the Greeks was coming about, but Paul certainly mourned over his countrymen according to the flesh. Romans 9, 1-3 Jesus came and informed him that there was a great harvest to be expected in the city. The implication is that the transition from Jew to Gentile was increasing, and this was to be expected. It would be the direction of the church henceforth. Paul was expending himself in a city of pagans, after having left a city filled with idolatry and empty philosophy. His own people of the flesh had all but rejected his efforts of evangelism. Those few converts from his class and ethnic group were slow in coming, but he had himself required a divine visitation in order to be converted, and so he shouldn't be surprised by the lack of converts. He must have been concerned about the direction of how things were going. But the Lord came and assured him that what was taking place was exactly As he should expect. Even though Jesus had told him he was to go to the nations, the Gentiles, Paul always went to the synagogues first, but the increasing disdain for his message surely affected him. However, knowing Jesus's words, he was discovering that what was transpiring was the new norm. God's plan extended beyond anything he had anticipated. The influx of Gentiles was now understood to be a long-term proposition. With this knowledge becoming solidified in him, he will continue to become more effective and much bolder in his ministry. The church being built was according to the Lord's plan, and therefore his efforts were worthwhile and not a waste of time or energy. Lord God, we can learn so much from studying and contemplating your word. When we may feel ineffective, and our efforts for you seem to be gathering little attention or bearing little fruit you are there using them according to your wisdom help us to continue with our tasks even if they seem small or unimportant if they are done for you we know that you will use them in the most effective way thank you that your word reveals this amen I am with you. No one will hurt you because many of my people are in this city. Acts 18 verse 10. Thank you